Trent Condon alongside LaShawn Daniels back with you on another edition of Locked On Hawkeyes. We talk about what we're looking for in a new offensive coordinator for the Hawkeye football. Players coming back, NIL, how different it is, and that money may be making guys stick around a little bit longer. And a big time for the young players, it's bull prep time. We break it all down today. Locked On Hawkeyes. You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome in. I'm Trent Condon. He's LaShawn Daniels, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We're available wherever you find podcasts, and you can also watch us on YouTube. While you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. LaShawn, good to see you again here today as it is a very quiet time in Iowa football. Bull prep has begun as they get ready for the matchup against Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl. You have that happening, but overall, as we wait for a new offensive coordinator, it is just that, a whole lot of waiting. Kirk Ferentz has been talking to candidates have they been official interviews? We don't know that. Uh, I got excited last night. It's flight tracker season. You remember this with the coaching searches. And I saw there was a plane that departed from Cedar, well, from Iowa City to Cedar Rapids, Cedar Rapids to Salt Lake City. I said, here we go. Andy Ludwig, the guy I've been wanting for the last five years. He's the new, well, no, that, that of course has not come to fruition at that point in time, but it's a little goofy. Uh, you get on social media, you get on the message boards, you see those kind of things. But we just kind of sit here and wait. And as we know, Coach Ferentz certainly has his own timeline of doing things. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like, you know, trying to track the planes and whatnot is just uh, <laughs> just for really fun at this point. Because, like, I feel like when it comes to a candidate, it's going to be someone, I think, personally, I think it's going to be someone that Coach Ferentz is definitely familiar with. And there are definitely some some good candidates out there that I think that would fit that fit that bill. Um, but yeah, it's it's real quiet. I feel like they're not they're not really letting anything gonna let anything leak through. And it, I feel like it's kind of unfortunate because you want to have you want to try to get that that move done sooner rather than later because I think that would help you, especially help you with recruiting, whether it's uh, in the transfer portal or uh, through you know incoming high schoolers. And I think having um, you know, kind of that, that person in place, uh, I think would be a great deal to to help the future talent of, of this roster. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. It's really, really quiet right now. But in my opinion, I think it's going to end up being someone that Coach Ferentz is familiar with and that is familiar enough with the the Iowa scheme. Because again, at the end of the day, it's still it's still Coach Ferentz's uh you know, offense is his, it's his uh, team. So I feel like it's going to be someone that has some familiarity with it, but someone that can also help take the, the offense into, you know, the year 2024. So. Joe Philbin is a name that is uh, starting to get a little bit more, I guess, pull out there. A lot of conversation, former offensive line coach with the Hawkeyes in the early tenure of Kirk Ferentz has been in the NFL 
Uh, basically, since then, this past year, he was an analyst for Ohio State. But uh, that's a name that makes a whole lot of sense. A guy that maybe can help the offensive line take a step forward going forward. A guy that has called plays, though not a ton of them, even when he was the OC with the Packers. It was still Mike McCarthy that was calling plays there. So as a play caller, doesn't have as as much experience as somebody that you'd anticipate. And we talked about Paul Chris, but yeah, I mentioned Andy Ludwig. That's the apple of my eye or you know, going out there and getting Ryan Grubb from Washington. But guys without connections, it's going to be tough. There was a little bit of chatter a couple of nights ago about Scott Frost and uh, Scott <laughs> Frost. I mean, look, Scott Frost has been good as a play caller, uh, but his scheme, what he wants to do, even though they were based on running the football, it, it just doesn't seem like a great marriage. And and personality also matters. I mean, when you look at Coach Ferentz and you think back to the coaches that you know you worked with and guys that he worked with, it's more than just knowing X's and O's. I mean, Kirk Ferentz, he was going to be a teacher before you know we went down the path of a football. There's more than just X's and O's. It looks like with the coaching staff when Kirk's putting that staff together. Yeah, I would say so. I I would definitely agree with that. Um, for stars, all the the coaches that I dealt with during my time at Iowa, and then even the coaches that I've had the chance to interact after you know my time my time at Iowa, like have been uh, see phenomenal people, much uh, better than I think than maybe their ability as a coach. And then I do think that they do again they do an excellent job of just teaching you the the game of football and not just like, hey, this is our scheme. This is why we do the scheme, but more of just like uh, surround to really bring, you know, your young football players up to the, the knowledge that you want them to have when it comes to being a, a good football player. Because again, it's more than just uh, knowing your scheme. It's, hey, what is, what's the other team trying to do to you? What, what things are they trying to take away? Why are we running exactly why we're running? Um, and, and so on and so forth. And I think that the coaches have done an excellent job doing that. And I felt like I learned so much, like my football knowledge, uh, you know, obviously going from high school to college was going to, was going to improve, but I really felt like my time at Iowa, uh, my football knowledge just grew exponentially. And it wasn't just on the offensive side of the football or even, you know, maybe just as a running back, like it helped me understand um, our offense as a whole and then understand you know, different defenses, why these different defenses attack us the way that they do, and then as well as the importance of special teams and why special teams is important and why each phase uh, has to have a marriage together to play, you know, proper complementary football. And uh, those are the type of, I feel like, traits that uh, Coach Ferentz is definitely going to be looking for, someone who is going to be an excellent teacher, who isn't just going to – you know, work on your most talented guys and your best guys, but it's going to help develop your 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 younger guys, your more inexperienced guys, and get them up to speed. So when they have the opportunity to to go in and play, that they'll be ready. There's there's no not going to be a drop off, and I feel like that's something that Coach Ferentz and the staff has have done really since during Coach Ferentz's entire tenure there. They've done an excellent job of developing players and bringing uh, players along and really breeding smart football players. And those are the type of things that Coach Ferentz is definitely going to be looking in for any coach to join his staff, let alone a, a new offensive coordinator. So those are those would be the th- traits that I would be expecting. And when you mentioned Philbin, obviously he's done he had done an excellent job with offensive line um, during his time at Iowa and knowing where, where Iowa is at with the offensive line right now, uh, I feel like that could be something that could 
really help uh, bring bring Iowa back to the more traditional offensive line play that we've seen in the past. Um, and I know that this has been a topic of discussion for the past couple of years now. And even though a Brian had done a really good job with the offensive line, even bringing someone back in who has that familiarity with the offensive line and has familiarity with, with play calling and um, being in, in different areas, I think is something, is something that can really help uh, bring that, that offensive line play forward and, and to what we're traditionally used to seeing. So whoever the new coordinator is, LaShawn, what are you looking for? I mean, schematically, what needs to change when you look at this Iowa offense? We talked a ton about the run game this year and moving so far away from the outside zone. But I, I think more than anything, I, I'm talking about the passing combination, the route trees. What are you looking for? What do you think could work schematically for Iowa football, even with the basic tenets remaining the same? Yeah, and, you know, I feel like it's it's not easy. It's not an easy change um, to because, again, teams in the NFL struggle with with this but i mean it's like at, over time iowa has just done hey traditional run the football we're going to run zone we're going to do quick passing game and then we're going to take our shots when we have the chance but something that i feel like teams are implementing a lot more both in, in college and in the nfl is really that kind of intermediate range of of the passing game and that's uh really between the linebackers and between the deep safeties and really taking advantage of that area because when you're able to do that, it prevents your uh, safeties from being able to creep up. It forces your your linebackers to play a little bit more depth. They can't play as close to the line of scrimmage and be on top of the run game. And taking advantage of that area is something that I would love to see us do a, a lot more. Because again, I, I feel like every time we try to go to complete a pass, uh, very rarely do we attack that, you know, I feel like five to 15 yard range. Everything feels like it's, five yards and under or throwing a deep shot. Uh, so taking advantage of that intermediate area, I think would be something um, that I would love to see more of. And another thing is, again, I, I talked about it last week on the pod was about implementing a lot more shifts and motions to help gain an advantage both number wise in the run game. And it's also something that you can gain advantage in the passing game as well. You can help get maybe your more athletic guys or your speedier guys, put them in a position where, hey, we, we get them on a motion to help outflank uh, the, the defense or we get them on a motion to help them build speed so they can uh, be as act as a decoy and, and open up some different areas throughout the field. And those were a lot of areas that you see teams that even even teams that run a traditional pro style offense, that those are those are things that they do on a consistent basis uh, to help them gain an advantage in the run game and gain an advantage in the passing game. So they're not running into stack boxes all the time, or they're not when they are passing the football, right? Like guys are, aren't sitting on their routes, um, maybe at the sticks or sitting on, you know, their, those short, those short routes or sitting on the check down. So those are, those are things that I would love to see from a, from a scheme, scheme perspective. And with those things, like it, like, it's not like that takes you away from the traditional Iowa offense that, that, uh, you would be used to seeing it would just add a little bit more wrinkles it would it would feel like it's more in the 21st century like when you think when I think as if I was coach Ferentz like yeah I don't want to go completely away from from what we've done uh, I don't want us to just simply go to an air raid offense that's not obviously not what we're looking <laughs> for but when it comes to you know being a pro style offense 
uh, in the year 2024. Those are things that good offenses do. And um, there's no reason why the Iowa offense isn't able to do it because, again, we've got smart football players all over the field. I think they would be able to handle, um, you know, some additional route concepts. They would be able to handle uh, different formations and different shifts and, and pre-stat um, things on top of what they're already doing because, again, we have smart football players and these things are only going to help bring a more of an advantage to the offense, in my opinion, when it comes to what I want to see in the and not even not necessarily the next offensive coordinator, but just what I want to see from a scheme perspective from, mm-hmm. from the Hawks next season. So Makes a whole lot of sense, and I think a lot of good points there, LaShawn. We continue here. NIL has uh, created a little bit of, of a change in the way that we talk about guys coming back for another season. LaShawn, I'm going to ask you, if this was an option back when you finished up your career, had another year of eligibility, would things have been a little bit different with a little extra money uh, maybe sitting around? We'll talk about that at a very important time. Bowl prep for the young players. We'll get into that as we continue. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS is just you against the numbers. You don't have to worry about battling thousands of other players out there. You got people with their algorithms and their spreadsheets and going deep into it. It's just you picking more or less than a two to six player stat projection, and you can watch the winnings roll in. Taking a look at the NFL coming up this week. Got three quarterbacks here. Mitchell Trubisky, that's right. Mitch, I'm going to go less than 200 and a half passing yards. Patrick Mahomes after a disappointing one on Sunday. Let's go more than 247 and a half for him and Stafford against that crappy Washington defense. Let's go more than 265 yards passing in the game. You hit three out of three with the power play. That means five times the amount that you put up. Or you can do the flex play if you hit all three. 2.25 times the amount you put in there. Or if you just hit two or three, you still get better than your money back, 1.25. That's the way that it works with prize picks, and that's what I got set up coming up this week. Prize picks, super easy to play, as you can see. Make picks and submit entries in less than than 60 seconds. And quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash college with the code college for the first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Trent LaShawn back with you once again here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. LaShawn. Uh, let's go back. You're wrapping up your career. You're getting ready to go on. You got opportunities at the next level, but you knew it was going to be a difficult path. I mean, let's start right there. What was kind of, what were you hearing from agents, people inside the NFL, Coach Ferentz's connections in there about the opportunity for you to be drafted, going the free agent route, kind of before in the pre, excuse me, the pre-draft process, what that was like for you? Yeah, it was definitely, you know, it was going to be late day three, um, you know, priority free agent like type deal for me. Like that's what I knew uh, finishing up the season. Um, that's basically what I heard from uh, basically every agent that I ended up meeting with um, as we got 
out of the season as we, you know, went into the uh, the bowl season and, and things of that nature. And I'm, um, you know, starting to, to interview those guys. So that's kind of what the feedback that I was, was getting. And then as we went more into the process, again, it was more of the kind of similar, similar deal when I was taking my, taking my visits to, uh, I think to, to two pre-draft visits uh, to the Packers and, and the Giants and kind of like, that was kind of the, the vibe you got from that I got from, you know, the, the scouts that I was interacting with when I went went there. Like it was definitely one of those situations like, yeah, we, we really like you. Um, we think that you definitely do have opportunity to play at the next level. It was just like, hey, how you never know, like how the draft and, and all that stuff is going to shake itself out. So um, I definitely knew, though, that there was plenty of interest there. And then, I mean, again, I did. I had my pre-draft workouts and then all that jazz. So like. But I knew like going in, I knew I wasn't going to be, it wasn't definitely wasn't going to happen in the first two days. So I basically yeah. just, just watched it for, for, you know, my other teammates and, uh, you know, other people around the around college football that I, that I happened to know or I was good friends with. So, um, it, yeah, I was definitely um, knew I was going to be that, that day three, uh, you know, priority free agent type uh, deal for myself. Now, fast forward to today say, well, we, of course, have the COVID year in there. We have extra year of eligibility. Say you had another year of eligibility, and all of a sudden the Swarm Collective comes up to you and says, LaShawn, look, we're not going to be able to give you a million dollars or anything like that, (laughs) but we can maybe get you to six figures to come back for another year. The NFL will still obviously be there afterwards. He can still give an opportunity, but come back for one more season. I know everybody's different. All the types are different. We talk about a guy like Logan Lee, like he's been married for a couple of years. He's ready to get on with his life. And and there's plenty of people that are like that. But, you know, the other side of things, if that was an option back when you were playing, is that something that and knowing that even for a priority free agent, those signing bonuses are not exactly huge and it's difficult to make a team. Is that something you would have at least uh, entertained the thought of that if it is something, you know, in that six figure range to come back for another season of football at Iowa? Yeah, uh, it was definitely would have been something I would have heavily considered, to be honest. I mean, like you look at myself and you think like, and you really look at like my first two seasons at Iowa. I mean, I played sparingly. It was probably like, I think I don't even think I had over, I didn't even have over 80 carries probably. Like if you counted it all up between like my first two seasons. So for starters, like I had like no tread on my tires whatsoever. So like (laughs) I was still, I was still a spring chicken. Like my body was feeling my body was feeling uh, relatively fresh from uh, at least just from the physical pounding. So an extra year, I think, would have been something that I would have considered for sure. And I think there was some areas of my game that I would have loved to go ahead and, and put a lot more on tape. And I think that would have definitely been more. I would have loved to put more on tape in, in the passing game. And that was the one area when it came, like one of the biggest areas when it came to critique on myself heading into there was like, Hey, like you're, you're basically just used as a first and second down back, especially like the way that football is going nowadays. Like you got to be able to do all, all phases. And although I had that ability to do it, it just, again, it wasn't on tape. So if it's not on tape, yeah. uh, your tapes, your resume, like no one's actually going to know uh, what you're actually able to do. So if I had the opportunity you know, to come back for an extra year. I think it would have been something I would have definitely entertained extremely heavily um, just to, you know, really kind of build on my resume that I had started um, building for myself because I really started to take off 
made some had some great games as a as a junior, but really started to start to take off in, in my last year of football. And I think having another year um, would have been something that I would have heavily considered. But like again, that's different for me. That's not like ever like there's a bunch of people that have their COVID year that were playing pretty consistent snaps from the time that they were a freshman um, all the way through through now. Where hey, you got all those snaps on your body. You you want to take advantage of the NFL opportunity. So, you know, no amount of money from the NIL is really going to help, especially like if you're going to be in the first two days, like if you're going to be in the first two days drafted, like, honestly, I don't think there's, uh, I don't think there's an amount that the NIL could bring to you uh, that would be more worth it than, you know, being, being drafted in the first two days. But for a situation like myself, it's definitely something that I would have considered very heavily. And we have all these guys right now that are kind of making that decision from Jay Higgins to Sebastian Castro. I, I think those are the two headliners that have that opportunity, have that ability to come back for another season. Nick Jackson is uh, apparently looking at a potential waiver after his last year at Virginia, obviously what happened and uh, the devastating shooting that happened there. And there was some talk that potentially uh, those Virginia players were going to get another year of eligibility as their season was cut short. So, I mean, those are the big names out there. The problem, though, is, and I don't think it's a problem, but right now there's just a numbers crunch, you know, 85 players, and you have to have 85 scholarships by the time we get to August. They're over right now with signing day next week and the potential of even more of these guys coming back. That's leading to Iowa not being as active, certainly, as they were a year ago. LaShawn, when we come back, I want to ask you about this. There were guys that, part of your recruiting class, buddies of yours, that departed. We know that Iowa doesn't run guys off, but I'm sure you <laughs> excuse me, heard how those conversations been. I, I want to go behind the curtain a little bit here. And guys that are are told, we would love you to stick around, but guess what? You're probably not going to be playing in an Iowa Hawkeye uniform. We're going to talk about that delicate, delicate conversation as we continue. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Hawkeyes is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers, you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Simple as that. Don't worry about the point spread, nothing like that. It's just a money line bet. It can be a huge favorite, and if you win with that $5 bet, that's $150 in bonus bets coming your way. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app, it's super easy to use, user-friendly. I've used it for years and absolutely love the interface, how easy it is to find a wide range of betting options. Of course, they got the play, this point spreads, the over-unders, player props as deep of a menu as you're going to find out there same game parlays and a whole lot more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on to continue what has been a great nfl season we got college hoops going on bowl season right around the corner again that's fanduel.com slash locked on for this offer fanduel official partner of the nfl trent Lashawn back with you one final time on the locked on hawkeyes podcast Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. So I mentioned it, LaShawn. Uh, you had guys, part of your recruiting class, I'm sure friends, that departed Iowa and not departed because yeah, they were off to the NFL. It was guys that probably weren't going to play. And we're not going to talk about individual players or get into their story, but 
Coach Ferentz does not strike me as a guy that's running people off. And we don't see the certainly turnover that you do in most every other major conference and, and program out there. I was turnover rate is not at the same level that it is certainly at some other places, but it does happen. So what is that like? I mean, obviously it didn't happen to you, but I'm sure you heard the stories. You know, you go in, what is it? The the post regular season meeting and coach tells you, Hey, you're still on scholarship, but you're not playing here. I mean, what do you think that, that those conversations were like? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It's uh, like, that's probably a pretty, accurate statement because yeah i mean at the end of the season you get a real good gauge of like okay like this is where you're at and it's not really after your first year um it's more so after your second year especially like especially like if you had been in redshirt the year prior um and you know you're coming in like that 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 postseason meeting and you're meeting with your position coaches and they're giving you feedback and then you know you meet with coach ferentz and Parents kind of tells you like this is got this is where you're at um and really like these are the guys who are you really competing with and these are the guys kind of, that are ahead of you and um realistically you're, you're probably not going to play like they definitely will keep it blunt with you or, or uh tell you like hey i really think you have a great opportunity to be a good player for us or maybe the other way around and those are really how those conversations go and um there's been plenty of players that have anyway have persevered through that and stuck around and did end up you know maybe seeing the field even even a, a little bit but there have been other players where they're like hey i don't even want to i don't even want to deal with it anymore like i'm just going to go ahead and uh, see if i can have different opportunities elsewhere and i think like now like with the with the transfer portal like those opportunities are even are even more enticing for the players that you almost feel like are being pushed out because again you get a free you get that free transfer uh, to another uh, school. You don't have to guess that. You don't have to drop down um, to the FCS or, or Division Two level. You can still, uh, you know, be in the FBS uh, now. So back then, it was definitely a lot more difficult, and partly why you didn't why you didn't see as many transfers, just outright transfers happen, just because hey, it was going to be a lot more difficult of, of a process there. Whereas now, you know, it's not as difficult, and I think Coach Ferentz is definitely would be easier to have those conversations because again hey like you still have that that free transfer uh to to go wherever but yeah these these conversations had it i mean if you look through the classes over the past especially like back when, when i was playing before like the the transfer portal rule and before you know you have the, the four games for the red shirt like it was very like it was rare for an iowa player to transfer and if they transferred they were probably transferring because of they, they got in some trouble or, you know, they just looked at their opportunity and just felt like it, they weren't going to have the, the opportunity to be the player that they really envisioned themselves being um, at, at Iowa. So, yeah, I'm not going to obviously say any names, but you can go ahead and <laughs> you guys can look for, your, look for yourself and come up with your own conclusions. So. Uh, I got you there. I'm reading you loud and clear and what you're saying about some of those guys. Well, LaShawn, final thing for you. Uh, we talked about a bull prep and what this is for the veterans, these young guys, and we're kind of talking about it right now and the transfer rules that are in place, but these 15 practices for the young guys, as they get ready, they're going to get a whole lot more reps. You think about a guy like Marco Lyonez, who didn't get to see the field this year as a true freshman, as a quarterback, though a lot of people would have liked to see him uh, throughout the course of the season, but not just quarterback, any position. What 
what this time is like and how much can you accelerate? You know, how 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 many opportunities do you have to really open up the eyes of of the coaches and saying, all right, hey, for 2024, this guy's got to be a part of our plans. Yeah, I mean, realistically, this is the this is a great opportunity. Great opportunity because for several reasons, because for starters, like your your starters and your basically like your ones, like they're gonna get their reps, but a lot of the focus isn't gonna be on those guys. Like it's gonna be on you know, maybe the more set the second string guys on the two deep or, you know, your, your third, fourth string guys, uh, guys that are on the scout team. Like this is your opportunity to put yourself in front of the coaches without an incoming class that have, have came in, right. Where, Ooh, you want to see, you know, you maybe your new freshman or your new transfer portal guys. Like, like this is an opportunity for you to be able to show off before those guys get there to put it in the coach's mind. Like, Hey, I'm a player. Like I'm a guy that can compete at this level and I can play at a high level. And with those 15 practices, like this is an opportunity for you to accelerate your own game and work on maybe some things that or show some things that maybe you didn't show uh, during fall camp or the past spring ball. And that's the one thing I think Coach Ferentz wants to see from his guys uh, over the course of the season and over the course of the career. They want to see you going on an upward trajectory. And if you're not doing that and if you're stagnant for or you're plateauing for whatever reason, and uh, you know you're not improving upon that, like that, that puts you lower on the totem pole. I mean, just to be realistic, like that's what that what uh, continually knocks you down. And I think it's something that uh, we've seen from some guys, maybe that have uh, been here for a couple of years, and then you know start and then enter entered their name in the transfer portal, just because again they weren't continuing to grow, they weren't continuing to improve, and they were starting to the plateau and once that happens like now everybody knows like hey this is the player you are like there there's not really much more else like at this point in time um we can't really see your, your growth at least at least there at iowa um there again there's been guys that have transferred later in their career and then went to different schools and then show that they can be a player that they can play at the power five level um at a, as a really good player but a lot of times uh it just wasn't going to happen at iowa so this is the opportunity for you to show your growth and you really can put yourself in a position going into spring ball. Like, Hey, I deserve more reps. I can compete with the, with the ones I can compete with the best of them. And to put you in a position for the next fall to be like, actually be out there on Saturday. So that's what that, that's what the situation is like. And these players have an excellent opportunity and they need to take advantage of it if they are getting reps. That's really good. Really good stuff, LaShawn. Well, we'll talk about, obviously, a whole lot more coming up next week, and we'll get deeper into things. We'll also do our bowl extravaganza. We'll talk about some of the games. I don't know about you, but I'm not real excited about you and me breaking down the famous toastery uh, bowl between Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. Uh, (laughs) We're going to stay away from the games coming up this weekend, but next week we'll talk a little bit more about that. Hey, Lockdown has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. In fact, you can see LaShawn and myself over there on the Locked On channel. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Hit subscribe for the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Picks next week, LaShawn. Maybe we'll have news on the offensive coordinator front. It's also signing day next week, and I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about that. LaShawn, we'll talk to you again next week. Have a great one.
Yep, thank you. You too. Go Hawks.